0: on the air since 1994 the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range and now here are your hosts the
1: Garden Wise Guys Hey, good morning everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys right here on Legends 810. That's right, it's our new home. We hope we have some new people and some old people. We hope we we dragged over from the old place. We're going to do a garden show here this morning, the same way we've been doing it for 26 and almost a half years. can't believe that, but it's true because I did the math and I carried the seven and it worked. Our new phone number is 303-477-2473, and that'll get you in here to the studio and talk with me. I'm Jim Borland, and the other wise guy is Keith Monk. That would be me. Good morning. He's a lot closer now than he used to be. I'm not so sure I'm all that comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not very socially distanced, but fortunately, we're both vaccinated. (laughs) We are. We've had both of our distemper shots, so we're good to go. And uh, we're going to do this this morning until we just can't do it anymore. Okay. So there. So what's new in our studio? Well, we have a studio now where we're a a floor higher than we used to be. We're 12 stories up now. Yes. And in a couple of years, we're, um, we're angling to find another building somewhere that's 13 or 15 stories tall. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to be the top, of the top of the, you know, everything around here. We
2: still have to build a greenhouse on the roof, though, so we can broadcast up there in the
1: summertime. We should go up there and see if they have a rooftop garden. Ooh. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. If not, we can start one of those. We can start the plants right here in the studio and then take them up and plant them. Yeah, I'm not taking care of that. I've got plenty to take <laughs> yeah, care of. I know. <laughs> All right, where uh, where are we going here this morning? I have a couple couple of things to to relate. Some things, something I found over the past week it, it, it just astounding. Oh yeah, the number of strawberries in tons produced in California. This is in the year twenty nineteen. You want to know? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 just a Twitter. Okay, let me let me throw at you the lowest production month. I believe that's February, yes, February, 4,400 tons of strawberries. Good Lord. And those are all picked by hand, aren't they? Yes, they are. I can't figure out how to, how to pick them up with a machine without damaging them. Yeah. So. And you have but, to crawl along the ground to yeah, do that. Yeah. You get into some of the more productive months, and we get up to... Oh, we go from there, uh, the next month, it's not 4,000, it's 24,000 tons. Mm. That is a lot of strawberries. It is. Then you get into May, the big month, (laughs) 126,500 tons. (laughs) That's hard to wrap my brain around. It really is. I added them all up. I think I did it right. I did it twice. Seven hundred and thirty thousand four hundred tons of strawberries produced in California alone. Now, there you are the biggest producer by far in the in the country, but seventy seven hundred and thirty thousand tons of strawberries. That's just times <laughs> two thousand. Yeah. No. Well, you. Yeah. You, I had. I had to do the the calculation. They. It was. It was a. Uh, Reported in metric tons, and they had to convert that to the real, you know, our tons. Metric metric tons. I know. What the heck is that? Oh, what is it? I, I, it's um, it's less than our ton. Anyway, our our ton is two thousand pounds. Right. So you want to find out how many pounds that is? Did I say tons? No, two thousand pounds. It's uh, a. in, a, in one of our tents. So if you want to figure out how many pounds of strawberries that was, you do your math yourself. All right. It's too early for me to do that. I didn't bring in my calculator. You can't do that in your head? No.
2: I could probably do it on my phone, though. It's hey, let's, um, let's, let's go take our first caller in our new studio. Here, yeah, our we? inaugural caller. That's right. Let's go talk to Janice out on line one. Good morning, Janice.
3: Good morning. Congratulations. Well, well thank, thank you. you. I appreciate Thanks. your call. I am so glad you guys are on for two hours. My Saturdays were miserable.
2: Oh, aren't you sweet? (laughs) It
3: just wasn't right. So I am so glad. Well, congratulations again. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I have a question. You've helped me with this in the past, and I forgot, because I'm an old person that you drug over from your
1: old (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Kicking and screaming.
3: I have uh, been working on my very old yard for years and it's coming along it's looking good but you know through time it still needs some upkeep and um we had it aerated two days ago mm-hmm. and i bought some um, Colorado's own garden seed and i want to put that down and then top dressing do i need to top dress this
2: not if you're doing seed. No. Oh, uh-uh. uh, okay. How are you? So, uh, couldn't she? Couldn't she do uh, top dressing first and then put the seed on top if she's going to do a
1: top dress? I I suppose you could. Uh, what is? Just, what was the purpose of putting a top dressing on? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to, add, to add new organic matter to the yard.
1: Well, it, it it's on the top, and I guess uh, over. Many, 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 many years. The worms will take a lot of that down into the soil, but it, it's not a fast process by any means.
3: Okay. Well, I also didn't know if we needed it to hold the seed down from the wind.
1: Um. Hmm. Oh, you made him think. I, uh-uh. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. I guess we have recommended in the past if you're going to do the if you're going to put the overseed with with grass. That you aerate first, so that some of the seed falls down in some of those holes. Yep, I did you know, that. We're, we're not counting on them falling down two or three inches of the hole. That's that's no good. But it, it's the uh, it's the plugs that you leave there. Are you going to leave the plugs? Yes. Okay, and that'll help um, help them from being from uh, seed from being blown away. And
4: you okay. could
2: also, if you, if you really have the energy to do it, you could take a leaf rake out there and just lightly go over the area after you seed it to knock that seed down into the turf. Yeah, into the,
1: through the grass and down so that it makes good contact with the soil. Okay. That's a secret. Mm-hmm.
3: And how do I apply this grass seed? I have a small, um, a Scott's small fertilizer spreader. Would I use that?
1: I, I think you think. can use that. Is is it adjustable? Probably is.
3: Oh yeah, it's adjustable. Yeah. So what number would I put it on?
1: Um, I think I'm not that familiar with. I mean, I, I know what the I know what the what the instrument is. I'm just not familiar with the openings and and uh, corresponding that with the numbers. You might have to play with that a bit.
5: Okay.
1: You, what you want to do is uh, before you put the
2: seed in the hop. Is it a push type or is it a handheld?
3: Well, my husband just signaled to me we have a. We have the push type, and we have a handheld, that's kind of easier, kind of thing.
2: So. Yeah, the handheld is much easier. Okay, so yeah. I guess and, we use the handheld. Yeah, and and typically they recommend for overseeding about two or three pounds per thousand square feet. So if you can measure out two or three pounds and kind of visualize what a thousand square feet is, uh, go out there. I don't care what the setting is. Uh, I I set it at fairly small openings so that you're not putting out too much seed at a time and just keep walking that thousand square feet until you've applied two or three pounds
5: okay
1: yeah you'll have to go over several, or several times but that's okay okay how right. big of a <clears throat> how big of an area are we talking about
5: well our
3: hmm. lot is 7,500 square feet but then our 1,200 square foot house is on it and our like 800 square foot Garage, and then there's some patios. So I really don't know. I bought about five pounds of seed. I figured that was, and then I have a property right next door. I was going to add some to hmm. as Well,
1: uh, you might uh, you might put something on paper, just sort of a, bri- uh, a very very quick sketch sketch of your yard. Okay, uh, and you know, uh, put a square in there for your house, a rectangle, uh, and your patio. And if you can, you can walk off the lawn area. Um, typically, a man's pace is about three feet. And so you just add up all the three feet in any one direction. You know, okay. do, do the math. Length times width will give you the square feet.
3: You if, did math this morning. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you how to do it. You notice that I didn't do it for There's you. There's steam coming <laughs> off the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if it's not a perfect rectangle or square, that's okay. You can estimate.
5: Yeah.
3: Okay, well, but
1: that'll give and, you an idea of how, you know, how to divide your seed up so that
2: you can apply it evenly over the areas. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um so when I put this down, then what?
1: Then I'll rake water- it in. Then rake it in lightly. You know, you want the grass seed to fall down between the blades of the grass. You want to want it to get it down so that it's touching the soil surface. Okay. That's the first big secret. The second big secret is once you've done all of that, then you have to water. And then water some more. <clears throat> and then after that, you water some more. Yeah, yeah.
2: Never let it dry
1: out, ever. Ever. So if you're planning on going away for a couple of days, uh, don't put your seed down now. Wait until you get back.
2: I'm not going
1: anywhere. Okay. <laughs> and it'll probably... <laughs> Who <you> know, is?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you don't need to water very
2: long. You just need to keep that seed bed moist. So, what, five minutes yeah. you know, on, on the, on the uh, sprinkler? And that, that's plenty, but you may have to do it more than once a day. If we have a nice warm day that's windy, okay. uh, it'll dry out. It takes about 21 days yeah. for uh, bluegrass to germinate. And then you'll, you'll want to still, even after the 21 days, keep it moist because it takes a while for that grass to grow, those seedlings to grow large enough that you can back off. So I'd say five or six weeks. Yeah. Okay. And then you can start backing off on your uh, uh, on your watering. Uh, fewer days, longer duration.
5: Okay.
1: And you may not want to cut your grass in the meantime. Yeah, the lawnmower will suck that seed right up. Yeah.
3: I wonder if we should cut it now.
2: I would, it,
1: yes. Yeah, if, you can, uh, if there's so something should, to cut, sure, go ahead and do that yeah, now. Yeah,
3: it looks like it probably should be cut, then otherwise it's going to... My husband's going to want to go out and mow it and suck those seeds up. Yeah,
1: we don't want to. Okay. You don't want him to do that. And that'll help no. cut up those plugs, too. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, will will this hurt the the plugs or my lawnmower?
2: Oh, no. 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 It'll dull your lawnmower mm-hmm. blade. You'll yeah. probably want to have him sharpen the lawnmower blade <clears throat> after you mow over all those plugs.
3: Okay. Okay. So, first thing, i got to mow. Okay. Well, very good. Now I know how I have a game plan. For yeah. What I'm going to do. Excellent. I, I mean, I just totally forgot all of it. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Well, it was in that hard drive, but it disappeared.
1: That's why we've been doing this for 26 years.
3: <laughs> yep, I guess it's, it's good for you guys.
1: And then we study all week long.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm glad somebody does.
2: All right, well, well, thank you for your call this morning, Janice. Sure. We appreciate you listening.
3: All right, thank you. My day's complete. All right. All right, all right. bye. bye. All righty,
1: you bet. And that's that that's a cue for everybody else out there to give us a call 303-477-2473. <clears throat> Don't be shy. Um It'll work here too as it did uh, in previous weeks. It's just a different phone number. Yeah. That's all.
2: This is this is a
1: better one. Well it is. It's we pay
2: more for it. Yeah, that's right.
1: Our, <laughs> our <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we, we are indeed. We're uh, yeah, we have another caller here, Amy who has a question about protecting fruit trees from frost, like this morning. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good morning, Amy.
6: Good morning. I'm so glad you're back to a two-hour show. Well, well thanks, thank Amy. You. Uh, so I have a question for you about fruit trees. Uh, we planted two new trees last year, and they have buds on them and are getting ready to flower, and I'm very excited to see that. But I'm worried about uh, the weather this coming week and whether we need to do anything to protect them uh, if we get a freeze. Last year, I saw some people in the neighborhood put large plastic bags over their uh, new trees to protect them from frost. And I'm just wondering if we should be doing something like that.
2: Well, it doesn't look like tonight is going to get cold enough to worry about. Uh, Sunday night is supposed to get down to right around 28 degrees. I'm not too concerned about that either. Are you? Jim?
1: No. 28 degrees is probably the magic magic degree. Uh, anything lower than that, you might see some damage.
2: And you can you can put fleece. You know the the frost protection fleece that white that really lightweight white fabric that the garden centers mm. sell. Uh, you can wrap the tree in that. You could do the plastic bag bit. Uh, I. Pretty much anything that will give the tree a little bit of protection, even for a degree or two, would would yeah. be helpful. Okay. Um, my but grandfather used to string his trees up with Christmas tree lights and turn, have them on all night.
1: And that works if we don't have a breeze.
2: Yeah, and it also works if it's not a um, LED lights.
1: <laughs> yeah, no LED lights. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he used I think his were C sevens. Those big, yeah, those big great ones. big old fashioned lights that produce yeah. all kinds of heat.
1: During the day when that was uh, the only Christmas light bulb you could find.
2: But I think Sunday night, it looks like Sunday night's the only night to worry about.
6: Okay. Okay, great. Now, do you have lots That's of good.
1: plastic bags?
6: Uh, a couple of big ones. Okay. Probably big enough. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, just keep in mind, should we, and, and the indications are from... Uh, Keith's phone here, that we're not going to get severely cold. But if we do get severely cold after some period here, uh, plastic bags and anything else you put over the tree isn't going to work.
2: No, you'd have to have okay. some sort of heat source yeah. inside, which you could do, again, with Christmas tree lights or, yeah. you know, any any kind of non-LED light. Or, it, or, would, would or provide you could buy a smudge pot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't think people know what smudge pots are. (laughs) We'll tell you about that, but first we have to take a break. Anything else we can do for you?
6: No, thank you. I appreciate that very much.
1: All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. You And we'll be back right here on Legends 810 in just a little bit.
0: Time for us, the bony-eyed Guy. I've got the answers to what's bugging you. Let's get right to our calls. Ellen on line one.
7: Hey, um, so, okay, I have this ash tree I really love named Joanne. Is that weird?
0: Kinda, but hey, if you're okay, I'm okay. Oh,
7: good. Okay, so I want to protect Joanne from emerald ash borers, but she's like 40 feet tall and... I'm a little scared of heights.
0: Ooh, me too. But I've got a solution that'll protect your tree for the whole year without spraying or climbing. Really? Oh, yeah. Just add eyed annual tree and shrub insect control to the base of the tree. The protection's absorbed right up through the roots and carried up into the tree. Oh, and Ellen, there's no climbing or spraying necessary. Oh, yay. It's the most effective way to protect your trees from all the elements.
7: Oh, that's awesome. That'll make Joanne so happy.
0: Oh, yeah. Feel free to give her hug.
7: Oh, Aw, thanks, Eyed guy.
0: Protect your trees and shrubs the easy way with annual tree and shrub insect control from bonide trusted since 1926 visit your local hardware store or garden center today or learn more at bonide.com
7: Spring is the time for seeds. Every botanical interest seed packet is designed to help gardeners succeed. Featuring gorgeous botanical artist renderings of each variety, each packet includes extensive horticultural information, but also includes really cool stuff like the history of the plant, recipes, and tips on keeping your cut flowers and harvested vegetables fresh. On a regular basis, a horticulturist reviews each seed packet to give practical organic gardening recommendations that you can use in your garden to be successful. These seed packets also help answer quick questions on the front and back while shopping, such as if it's organic, size of plant, when to sow, and more. Seed packets by gardeners for gardeners. Botanical Interest Seed is available at your favorite independent garden retailer. The friendly folks at Jared's Nursery, Gift, and Garden are excited that spring is really here. The first shipments of veggies and flowers have arrived, and more spring product arrives almost daily. This is a great time to add compost to your beds when getting them ready for the growing season. It is also time to overseed your lawn if it was sparse last year. Grass likes cooler weather, and Mother Nature often helps with the watering in April. If you had weed issues last year, now is the perfect time to put down a pre-emergent Weed killer to minimize new weeds. The knowledgeable staff will be happy to answer your questions about spring lawn care. There will be a socially distanced class on lawn care Saturday, April 10th at 11 a.m. and again Sunday, April 11th at 1 p.m. And yes, there will be a discussion about those nasty Japanese beetles, which are here to stay. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden is located at 10500 West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Spring hours are 9 to 6 Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on weekends. They hope to see you soon.
1: All right, we are back. The Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, are right here on Legends 810. So give us a call. Here's our phone number, 303-477-2473. It's just for you. That, that is indeed. And one of the reasons we came over here is because the phone number has a lot of sevens in
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> we like sevens.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, let's get back out to the phones. We've got Tom waiting to talk to us about some rhubarb, I believe. Good morning, Tom.
8: Good morning. How are you?
2: Excellent. What's going on with your bad self?
8: Well, we bought two real nice rhubarb plants from Nick's last week, about a foot and a half tall. Really nice, healthy ones. They are mm-hmm. beautiful, aren't wondering. they? Pardon me?
2: They're, they're beautiful plants over there. I couldn't believe how pretty they were.
8: Oh, yeah, they are. So I'm wondering when to plant them, how deep to plant them, and how far apart.
1: You're a better judge on how long those have been outside, Keith, over at over Nick's. They've been um, kind of semi-undercover,
2: so I'd probably harden them off uh, for about another four or five days. Four or five, okay. Yeah, uh, protect them on Sunday night. Sunday night's going to get too cold for them. <clears throat>
8: That's what I thought,
2: yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, just put them in the garage for the evening uh, on Sunday night. I wouldn't bring them in the house. Try not try to avoid warming them up too much.
8: Okay. Uh, uh, what, yeah, and I have one one more question, please. I had an ash tree taken down, and it wasn't because of the ash bore because it was split about you know a foot or or, or two down, so uh-huh. I had removed and the stump ground <laughs> out. Um, what's the proper process of because uh, it's just full of mulch? The hole should I should I dig dig the mulch up? Yes,
1: topsoil. Yeah, you should do that. Yep. Yeah.
8: And, like, how, how deep should the top soil be?
1: Uh, I would take all the mulch, what we're referring to as the mulch, I'd take it all out Okay. and replace okay. it. Will do? And, and when I- you do replace it, uh, try to incorporate your native soil into it. Okay, will you know, do. Yeah, dig, dig the hole wider, bigger, and then uh, throw it into the hole and, and mix it up. Are you going to be putting another tree in there?
8: Nope, just grass.
1: Okay. I would once you,
2: Once you add all this new soil in there... Uh, spend, spend a week or two watering it down so that it settles well uh, before you put the new grass on there because uh, it's going to settle. Okay. The soil level is going to drop, and then you're going to end up with a divot in the middle of that grass.
8: Okay, we'll do that.
2: All right. And then uh, you had asked about how far apart and how deep to plant those rhubarb. Yes. Um, I'd, I'd give them at least three or four feet apart. Okay. Because they do spread out quite a bit. And they're pretty greedy feeders, so you want to make sure that the soil is well prepared and that you do fertilize them occasionally during the growing season. Um, and then no, really, I don't think
1: any deeper than what they're planted no, in the pot. No, no deeper. Oh.
2: They don't like to be planted deeply.
5: understand. And
8: okay. be
1: prepared not to harvest this year. Right.
5: Yes. <laughs> yes, I know that
8: part. So. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: We appreciate
2: the call. Thanks for giving us a call today. Bye. Yeah, rhubarb plants are pretty when they come up. Oh, they're gorgeous! It's I, pretty. I don't like rhubarb. I don't. I've never enjoyed it. Neither does mm-hmm. my wife. But I always had it in our gardens <clears throat> because it was no, number one. It was nostalgic to me. Yeah. All my grandparents, everybody, my aunts and uncles, they all had rhubarb in their gardens. And number two, it's just
1: pretty. It is. And how come you didn't get that gene for eating it?
2: I don't know. I got the gene for thinking that paper white narcissus <laughs> are stinky. <laughs> Are you sure you are your parents' son? (laughs) I don't have rhubarb in my yard now because my garden's too small. And it takes up a lot of space. It does, but you could grow it as an ornamental. I could. (laughs) Somewhere else in the yard. That's true, too. I hadn't thought about putting it in the perennial bed. Well, it's either that or gunk
1: cabbage. I definitely want some skunk cabbage. By the cabbage. way, skunk cabbage also looks very pretty when it comes out. Oh yeah. Very well, nice.
2: And the foliage is gorgeous afterwards yep. too. Yep. yep. Um I just understand it's extremely invasive.
1: I would think in our climate, probably not. Probably not. No, I don't okay. think so. I've not tried it in my yard. Well it's not banned like lithrum. Yeah.
2: So and I really miss Lithrum. I love that plant. <laughs> I just thought that was Yeah, such good a great old dames plant. rocket. Yeah.
1: It it does have occasion to get out and away.
2: It does, it does, and even the ones that they say are sterile, they're supposed to <coughs> supposedly there are sterile varieties. They're they're not a hundred percent sterile. No, no, unfortunately. Not. So I don't know if any skunk cabbage growing in Colorado. There must be somewhere. I'm going to have to order it online. Oh yeah. Well, I'm putting in a bog garden this year. Well, there you go. Uh, and so, it's a perfect place for it. Yeah. And I just really
1: like the looks of it. It's very exotic and.
2: Almost tropical looking once the foliage yeah. comes yeah, up and right. out. Yeah. yeah.
1: We had some in our in one of our nearby woods I uh, was growing up oh, as yeah? a kid. And uh, it it was fun to walk through it.
2: Yeah, it's it's stinky it, it then. It really is stinky. <laughs> but it it's not stinky unless you disturb it, right?
1: <clears throat> yeah. 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 Okay. And it doesn't last as long as a real skunk. Thank smell. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a pretty plant, yeah. no doubt. All right. And there are many species, by the way. Are there? <clears throat> yes, I don't know what our species what my species was back in Pennsylvania. But uh, just casually looking at stuff over the years, there are several species around the world. Mm. And they're all pretty. Yeah. Very nice. But that'd be a hard name. Hard name, a hard plant to sell. You have to go yeah. up with another name. Yeah, you wouldn't want a skunk
2: cabbage. You'd want something more It wouldn't bother me. I'd I'd go ahead and buy it. I'd just sell it by its Latin name.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you could
2: do that. Yeah, it's a nasty name, though, too. It's a long... such starts yeah. with an L, doesn't it?
1: <clears throat> you know, I have to Lyso. look that up
2: again. Lyso something or other. Anywho, yep. we've got people on the on the phone th- that are wanting to talk to us. Uh, let's go out to JT and talk to him about some rose colors on line one. Good morning, JT.
8: Good morning, and welcome to the new station. Well, well thank, thank you. you. Nice to hear you. Glad to have you for two hours instead of...
1: <clears throat> yeah, for, for the 20 minutes before... <laughs> yeah, the the hour worth of
2: advertising and a little bit of talk. <laughs> yeah.
8: Okay, I'm now looking at a temperature that says it's 27 degrees outside, and I'm concerned about I've got uh, rose collars around the rose bushes in the backyard, mm-hmm. and is it too early to take those down and let the let nature attack? The I don't
1: think there's over. any hurry to take them off. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are they greening up yet? Probably not.
8: A uh, little bit around the bottom. Yeah. And I'd... I've got a couple of buds coming out, particularly on the climbing roses up the fence. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I think they should be good still to uh, keep them in the collars for a while. At least through Sunday night. Okay. Well, I, I Tomorrow to night. Yeah. yeah, We're just in that, in that part of the year that we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we've all been around long enough to realize that some years... I remember one year, it was sometime in mid-March. That was our last frost. Yeah, exactly. And and nobody could could predict that. And then some years we've had snow into June. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
2: well.
1: So we have to play with these things. Unlike other parts of the country, you can can garden by the calendar. A little more difficult here.
2: Yeah. uh, You know, April's unpredictable, uh, and so is May.
8: So, <laughs> second snowiest month of the year. Yeah, the,
2: exactly. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many <clears throat> Mother's Day weekends we've had snow oh, in the yeah. past
1: decade. Yep. Sure, sure. And how many days in June? Not so much snow, but cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomatoes hate that. Yeah. Tomatoes, peppers, they hate that stuff.
8: <laughs> you were talking about smudge pots a couple of minutes. Ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You want one? <laughs>
8: No, thank you. I grew up in Southern California in the oh. 50s, and yeah. I know what nudge buds are. Yeah. A serious contributor to smog. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah.
8: goodness. But they raised the temperature.
1: They did, and, and not by very much. Just a couple of degrees. That's all it takes.
8: Well, and, and they started putting in fans.
1: Yep. to
8: mm-hmm. move the air yep. around so that the cold air didn't sit on the
1: plant. Exactly. And then they've gone to, and I don't know how many people are doing this anymore, they put sprinkler systems up
5: mm-hmm.
1: over yeah, the trees so go. that the whole tree is covered with water constantly throughout the night.
8: <laughs> and if it gets really cold, you wake up and you got icicles
2: all over.
1: Well, you, that's another problem. <laughs> <laughs> but the nice thing
2: is that once you have ice, it doesn't get any colder. <clears throat> And, and, you know, 32 degrees isn't typically enough to cause too much damage.
1: And as liquid water freezes, it gives off heat. Yes, it does. And that's, again, not, we're not talking 10, 20, 30 degrees, but just a few degrees. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That's why walls of water work. Yep. As those walls of
2: water, I don't know if you've, if you've been around long enough to, to know what those are. But, uh, I know what they
8: are. I've yeah. never used one. As,
2: they, as, it, as it cools off and goes toward freezing and then freezes, it does give off. Enough heat to keep the plants inside protected down to about, I, I'm told, 16 degrees. I've never tested it that cold, but I know that it's protected. I've used it down to the low 20s, and it worked just fine.
5: Cool.
8: Well, if I put tomato plants out early, I'll get some walls of water.
2: I don't even know if you can find them anymore. Haven't even heard of them though. I the haven't past couple of years. seen them for a long time, but
8: okay.
2: they might be around under another name now.
8: I'm sure the net, they'll show up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think Walls of Water, I, th- I want to say that's a trademark name, although it has become sort of generic like Xerox.
2: Yeah, and Kleenex.
1: Yeah. Okay. All
2: yeah, right.
8: <laughs> All right, very good. I appreciate you. So I'll just leave the colors on until it, what? <clears throat> what temperature should I look for?
2: Well, I'd, I'd say anytime after Sunday night you could probably take them off.
8: Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it.
1: You bet, JT. back to
8: two-hour show.
1: Glad to hear your voice. Indeed. All right, if Steve is ready on the other side of that glass, we're going to take our next break and come back real soon right here on Legends
9: A10. At DeWitt Company, we have fabrics for every reason and products for every season. When frost, freezing temperatures, and cold nights threaten your veggies and flowers, DeWitt's Insulate Fabric Blanket provides a safe environment for your tender plants during unpredictable cold snaps this spring. DeWitt Insulate is a medium-weight, permeable, UV-treated fabric designed to protect flowering annuals, bedding plants, and vegetables from cold and freezing temperatures. This fabric installs easily and is reusable. Insulate lets you get out there and plant earlier, giving you a jump start on our short growing season. Don't take a chance when frosty weather threatens. Protect your time, hard work, and money with DeWitt Insulate Fabric as a low-cost insulation against the elements. DeWitt landscaping products and plant fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for the responsible homeowner. One company, one call. Over 600 products. Go to www.dewittcompany.com for more information. You'll find Dewitt Insulate at your favorite independent garden centers, including Lafayette Forest and Greenhouse, Nick's Garden Center, Tagawa Gardens, and Jared's Nursery. Do you have broadleaf weeds popping up in your yard? For most weed killers, it's too cold or damp to have any effect. Fertilome has a solution for that Weed Free Zone. Weed-Free Zone is one of the few weed killers you can use this early in the year. Use it for dandelions, henbit, chickweed, clover, bindweed, and more. It's rain fast in just a couple of hours after application, and you can reseed in two weeks. Fertilone can give your lawn a weed-free zone that will make you the envy of the neighborhood. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. You'll find Fertilone Weed-Free Zone at Jarrett's Nursery in Littleton, the Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, and Tagawa Gardens in Centennial.
2: There's Padatum and Canadensis. Canadensis.
1: Oh, we're back, aren't we? Caught me off guard Whoops. here. <laughs> yeah, all right. We were talking plant stuff off the air here. And actually, not off the air. we' was on the air. We're talking about um. Asarum, which is wild ginger. Yes, not the kind of ginger you eat. No, I don't know why they call it that. I maybe, don't either. Maybe the fragrance. I if don't you know. crush the leaves. Probably, probably. Yeah. I know of only one that's reliably hardy here, and it spreads, which is thank goodness, and it's evergreen. Yeah, well, sort of
2: evergreen. Mine. I have the shiny-leafed one. There's yeah. there's a shiny-leafed one, and there's a matte-leafed one. Matte leaf, and that one's that's dis- deciduous. That's yeah, canadensis. Yeah, I think that one's canadensis. That's our native one, yeah. yeah. And then there's a caudatum, I believe, is the other one with the shiny leaves, which I like much better.
1: But those leaves don't quite last through the winter. Yeah, and that's too bad. But they are pretty plants, and that's one of the plants, if it spreads, you'll be happy. Oh, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And the flowers. I would say 99% of the people don't even know that it flowers. I know. Or where they are. Yeah, they're like on the ground. That's right. Underneath all the
2: leaves. Exactly. And then the seed is spread by <coughs> ants. Ants. Or tiny birds. I can't decide which, <laughs> But yeah. I think it's ants. Yeah, I think so. And then it, it, it just pops up here and there throughout yeah. the yard. And they're very easy to dig up and move. Yeah, yeah. Hardly root system at all. Really easy. Yeah, yeah. And they're not invasive. No. But it really makes a nice ground cover in a shady shade. Kind of dry location. It it yeah. I sort of prefers dry to
1: to wet. Well, kind of dry, uh, but not a full sun plant. No, definitely not. Uh, but, but if I, you had a carpet of uh, them under your trees, you'd be happy. Oh, definitely.
2: I I've, I've been spreading it all over my yard and so have the ants. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up and I love it. I mean, I just <clears throat> I I can't It comes up in places I never would have thought to put it. Mm, Yeah. You know, and it seems to be happy there. And I figured, well, if it comes up on its own there, it must be happy. That's the place to plant it. That's what Mother Nature says, where she wants it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I I was telling Jim that I found a new species to me that is supposed to be hardy here. So I ordered it online. Because you just kind of almost never find this thing in the trade here. No. And, uh... I've got it growing in the basement, and it's putting up new leaves, and I'm really excited about it.
1: You don't find any of them in the trade very often. No.
2: I mean, locally here. Yeah. Now, I I know at Nix, they have some. uh, And then they get that one, a serum Splendens, with the really big marbled leaves. Mm -hmm. It's a zone six. And I think in a really protected spot, you might get away with it. And I've always wondered if I could grow that and hybridize it with the hardy, shiny-leafed one. If you can get it up. Big enough so that it does
1: bloom. Yeah. And then get down your hands and knees. And play God. <laughs> That's right. And, and do the GMO thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get some
1: hybrids. And
2: then maybe it could come up with a really hardy mottled leaf. Oh, that'd be variety. cool. Variety would be nice. That'd be cool. It, then, it'd be, then it would look like cyclamens. Then it would look like cyclamen. You're exactly right. <laughs> and then we'd say, well, why doesn't it have flowers up above the foliage now? And then we'd make them look like daisies. Yeah. So. Anywho, that was what we were talking about, like anybody cares. Um, I think what we should do is go and talk about what Breck cares about out on Line 3, about doing some lawn seeding. Good morning, Breck. Thanks for calling the Wise Guys.
10: Good morning, gentlemen. So nice to hear your clucky voices on the air.
2: (laughs) I appreciate you calling in today and following us over to our new station.
10: Indeed, indeed. I'd, I'd like to say I'd follow you anywhere, but I'd be lying.
2: Well, yes, I, I would expect that too. <laughs> Even my
1: wife doesn't say that. No.
10: <laughs> I um, wanted to talk about this wonderful sedum that I've just have this affection for. Mm-hmm. It's this lovely, sanguine kind of red. Okay. And then before we launch into the growing season here it sprouts this long spindly single little i don't know what stem it's like a woody kind of lengthy stalk thing and then there's a little red bud on the end of it okay and uh the optics is really bad you know it looks like a pasta bowl with no sauce on the top of it you know, it cuts, it lays on the top of all of the wonderful red underneath it. Okay. And I'm wondering if I should, um, you know, go in there and eviscerate all that, just cut it off so I can get down to the canopy of the of the sedum.
1: Yeah, I think you're looking at an older stem, that uh, they have a tendency uh-huh. to lose some of their early leaves and uh, leave only those that are on the end of the stem. And they have occasion mm-hmm. to lay across the rest of the plant. Um, I, I yeah. What I do optics, is I, I'd lift you know. them up and uh, just cut them off with a pair of pruners. Just cut them off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and leave leave behind the the newer fresh growth below.
10: Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I just destroyed that. It it's got this. It just doesn't look right. Yeah. You know, most seedlings yeah, will do right that,
1: and, and it's it's a little unsightly, but it's just just a a, a factor of age. That's
9: all.
10: Just old. Huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to go there too much. but yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. No, yeah, that's I not talking one, about cutting I things off of old things. Qu- go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: I had one more um, question that wasn't related, so I'd rather listen to you if you want.
2: Oh, no. Uh, you had a oh, question about lawn seeding, right?
10: No, I was oh. saying seed them, but Steve thought I said.
2: Oh, Steve. okay. <laughs> so, oh, Okay. Uh,
10: but I wanted to ask, I've got a Norwegian maple, speaking of red, I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of related. And um, the last two years, we can't get our old autumn leaves to fall off the branches.
1: <laughs> I know.
10: Tell me, guys, tell me, guys, what's going on? I what's know, happening? I know. It's it,
1: called weather. <laughs> you, you Well, I was going to say, you probably noticed that it didn't turn very good color last fall, but I'm not sure the red one does anyway. Uh, no, the, the leaves didn't have a chance to fall off before we had some really, really cold temperatures.
10: I see.
2: They have to form what's called an abscission layer between the leaf stem and the branch. And that's a natural process that can't be speeded up, but sometimes uh-huh. nature decides to just freeze it. And then that abscission layer can't form on its own, and the, and the leaf is stuck there until you know, snow or wind or whatever breaks them off.
10: So do I have um anything more than just amateuristic uh worry going on and and my new growing season'll knock all of this off or yeah. I have to get yeah. up there if you, and if you pick it out like one by no, one. No, no,
2: no, no, no. Yeah. These 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 trees have evolved over millions of years to be able to handle little things like that. Yeah.
1: And if you're I'm keeping so a list of things, you said that. if you're keeping a list of things to worry about, you can scratch that one off. Yeah.
10: <laughs> I love to start my day with you guys. I yeah. really do.
2: I, I think I'd spend my time with the tweezers picking ants out of the bark of your tree.
10: <laughs> I'll give you my address off the air, Keith, you Just you just trundle right over here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for helping me this morning. You're very welcome. Enjoy having your lovely, (laughs) luscious tones on the air again. Thanks. Uh, Thank you
1: much. Appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Leave it to Breck to come up with a word I haven't heard in a very long time. Trundle. Trundle. All right, the rest of you can give us a call. Here's our phone number, 303-477-2473. So if you have that old number, you can scratch that off your list, too. Hey, there's you know, no reason to call that ever again. Ever again. Cuz nobody'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, I
2: there's a there's a question I get a lot at the nursery. Is it too early to plant perennials now? And I it's a good question. Oh, it, yeah. it really yeah. is. Uh and a lot of it depends on the condition of the <clears> plants when you buy them. If they're greenhouse fresh, lush and gorgeous and have been inside and not exposed to any of the cold temperatures that we've had, then I'd say, yeah, it's too early. Mm -hmm. You'll need to harden them off um, for probably at least seven to ten days before you plant them out permanently. And still, you'll want to be prepared to go out and cover new plants if we get a severe dip in the weather temperatures. Um, Now, if if they've been grown outdoors, these plants have been outside for the past few weeks and are acclimated to our cooler temperatures and our high light intensity outside in full sun or what have you then i'd say yeah go ahead and plant them but still and again be prepared to cover them if we go into a really cold snap
1: and the way to harden them off by the way is pretty simple you just set them outside on your porch and that's a great great place for it up against the house where they're gonna stay a little warmer anyway Mm -hmm. and uh pay attention to the weather if we're going to get close to freezing um, I would bring them inside for the trundle night. Trundle them inside. Yeah, trundle them inside, and then put them back out once the, the temperatures get above freezing the next morning. So look at your weather forecast on the news. Uh, look in the newspaper, or if you're online, you can go to NOAA, N-O-A-A, and they'll give you a really good idea what's going to happen that night. And I think I'd put them in the garage rather than bringing them into yep. the house where it's nice and warm. Uh, keep them cool, but not frozen. And, uh, now if temperatures outside are yeah. going to be in the forties at night or even the high thirties, you can probably leave the plants out there. I have, yeah. I've, I've got about 10 flats of plants. I started from
2: seed in my basement under lights. They've been outside now for the last, oh, it's been more than a week mm-hmm. and they've had temperatures down to 34, 33 degrees. And, and these are, you know, things like foxglove seedlings. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sweet peas and a, a number of other things that they're perennials. They should be able to take the cold, and they've done very well. But I still am going to bring them in for Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple flats out now too, and I'm just covering them. They're up against the house, so it should stay a little bit warmer. Again, we're only talking a couple degrees here.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: But if it goes down into low twenties, you know, I'm going to put them in the garage. Well, it
2: looks like 28 is the per. The uh, predicted low, yeah. at least in my in our <clears throat> part of the city. And just a simple covering is probably good enough for that. Yeah. But there you go. Um, uh, that's. It's too early to plant tomatoes. Don't
1: put them out yet.
2: Although a couple of days last week you could have them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they don't like temperatures at night below about <clears throat> 60 degrees. No. They, they're, they're not happy about that. And neither are peppers or eggplant or squash. None of those... Warm season crops like cool temperatures. And you need to especially look at the nighttime temperatures. The daytime may get up to 80 degrees and you think, oh, it's fine now. Mm -hmm.
1: Watch the night temperatures. And yesterday we had, it was in the low 50s, but it was not, I didn't find it pleasant to be outside because the the wind wind was too yeah, And it just kind of ripped right through you. And I figured with that wind, clear skies at night, it's going to dip below freezing. And it did. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what can I say? Hey, speaking of weather, this isn't related to weather hardly at all, kind of, sort of. Our snow water equivalent, that is our snow depth and how much snow we have, we're 80% of average across the state. So, what came down over? Oh, you didn't say normal. No. no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> don't know what normal means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really don't. There is no normal. Now, last week was 92%, that. I believe. Oh, really? So as much snow as we've gotten, you would have thought, hmm, nope, <clears throat> it's disappearing. They're disappearing rapidly. Oh, we have to take another break? Yeah, we do. I, I don't want to do that. Well,
2: don't. why don't we take a break and encourage people to call us because we have open lines okay. right now. All
1: right. Here's our phone number. Write it down. Put it into your digital device or analog, too. It'll work there, too. 303-477-2473. Right here on Legends 810.
4: Whatever is on your spring planting list this weekend, Tagawa Gardens has what you need and plenty of it. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Ready to start your vegetable garden? Tagawa's has dozens of cool weather veggies that can be planted now, including bare root asparagus and rhubarb. Tagawa's nursery department is filling up with trees and shrubs, all of them perfectly suited for our front range growing conditions. And Tagawa's garden coaching service is up and running. The hour-long sessions are held in person right in our garden center. Your Tagawa coach will help you re-envision a specific area up to 200 square feet. The sessions emphasize perennials, but thoughts on trees and shrubs can be included, too. The service does not include a finished design sketch, but you will walk away with lots of expert advice and ideas. These modestly priced sessions are booked and paid for online at TagawaGardens.com. We are here to make your gardening dreams come true because we are Tagawa's, your garden store and so much more.
11: What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. Spending warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own turf mix from GardenWise. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick turf perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect disease and drought resistant. Available at your favorite local independent garden center.
1: All right, we are back here. The Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise guys. Jim Borland and Keith Funk here on Legends 810. We are taking your phone call at 303-477-2473. I hope you've written that down and committed it to memory. Or maybe by now or this time next week, I should see some people have a tattooed on their arm somewhere. Ooh. So they don't forget. That would be good. Yeah. Hey, you know, I um, grow a lot of
2: elephant ears. Mm Mm-hmm. Started with one plant in a six-inch pot a, few, a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's expanded now to, I think I've got 25 or 26 pots <laughs> of this stuff. and It's a veritable <laughs> jungle in his backyard in the summertime. It is. And this year, you know, those, <clears throat> the kind of elephant deer I grow develops this thick stalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not so much a bulb. It's more like just a woody stalk. <clears throat> and they were just getting too tall to fit into a pot in the spring, you know, when I brought yeah. them up early. So I chopped them up into pieces thinking, well, each one will root out, and if it doesn't, well, I don't need that many anyway. Yeah. They all rooted out. <laughs> <laughs> they all rooted out, and they're all putting up multiple sprouts from being chopped into pieces rather yeah. than just one terminal sprout. I, I've got yeah. three, four, five sprouts I would coming out around.
1: That. I would have guessed that.
2: Yeah. I figured they were going to
1: rot. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, cut yeah, them into pieces. Yeah, I, I do that too. well, if it works, it's fine. If it doesn't work, I just going to get rid of it anyway. So, so I'm now gonna I'm going to have plenty to give away. <laughs> I want to say I want one, but my back room was already filled with. Yeah, only two species that I did the same thing. Canna did that. Yeah, and uh, I have, and I, I potted them all up, and then, and then I asked the question, "What in God's name am I can do with all these?" Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd uh, have two more big pots of other things that have to be split up.
2: Well, I, I'll hold on to some elephant ears for you until June, and then I'll bring them over, okay. so you don't have to put them in your back room
1: until fall. Yeah, well, I, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh dear, I got to come up with another way of storing them over the winter. Our cellar is I think it's probably too warm. I'll, I'll try it anyway.
2: My my basement works just fine for cannas and for for. Um, Elephant ears, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's heated <clears throat> not a lot, but it's heated to be comfortable. Um, uh, the thing that the limiting factor is, I don't water them, I they go bone dry yeah. and just set there, and they don't start sprouting until I decide to give them some water. Except that stupid canna you gave me, <clears throat> it decides to sprout all on its own. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't care. <laughs> they do, <laughs> it doesn't care. The elephant ears, no, they just hold off and they don't yeah. do anything until I. Give them some water and, and encourage them, but other than that
1: they're growing like fools, right? Yeah, they, they they do have a tendency to do that. And you'll find that same thing with that big canna I gave you this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Musifolia. I can't wait. That's gonna be cool. My right. and my, my banana
2: that was totally leafless when I potted them up, mm-hmm. uh they're already six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's another That's problem a month. One month. I don't have growing, month,
1: room, growing room for all that stuff.
2: It f- has four leaves on it, and the thing is six feet tall in one month. Yeah. They do grow fast. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we've got uh, Pat waiting to talk to us about laying out a planting area. That's on line one. Good morning, Pat.
12: Hi. Um, I was wondering because um, there's been so many times I've planted something, and then when you get right down to it, I wish I would have set it over a foot, or 6 inches, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever else. So now I'm looking and thinking about, well, with the, and to name it, um, Firelight Hydrangea, and it says it's a 4 by 6. Can I expect this to really be 6, or would I say, hey, we're in Colorado, so it would only be 5 feet?
2: Yeah, I usually I usually cut 10 or 15% off for being in Colorado.
12: That's what I thought. Although my viburnum, the Allegheny viburnum, my God, I think that thing shot up two feet more than it should have.
2: Yeah, there are plants that, that just absolutely love our climate, but others that are soft and, you know, are, are will prefer a more humid climate than we have, like the hydrangeas, I, I would expect not to get quite as large.
12: So so would that be wrong to say expect maybe five feet by five, maybe five
1: by four? I I'm going to say yes. Uh, Some of that depends on how much light it gets. Really hot. If it's full sun all day long, it might be a little shorter. But if it's in somewhat of some shade, it might stretch up a little taller.
12: Yeah, this would be a full sun.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd
2: expect it to be smaller. But then there's the Annabelle types that grow in full shade here. Uh, If you give them enough water, they'll get full size. You know, they, well, they, and
12: I've had Annabelle. Uh, the reason that I really sat down and looked at what was what is Annabelle has a tendency to flop. Mm-hmm. And then you have to stake the devil out of it. And um, so there are those newer varieties that bloom early and don't flop. And that's really what I've geared myself into, the, the Bobo, the Firelight.
2: Um, yeah, and, and so Annabelle is an arborescence type that needs shade, whereas the ones you're talking about, are the um, paniculata types, right, that they, are more right. sun-loving. And when you have them in more sun like that, that means that the stems are sturdier, the the plant grows a little harder, and doesn't have that flopping problem.
12: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I, I did go ahead and uh, plant a little quick fire and...
2: Oh, yeah, it's a good one.
12: Bobo and uh, firelight. I'm waiting for, anxiously waiting for the garden centers to get firelight in at this point.
2: Okay. Yeah, last year I put in Berry White, and the year before that I put in Pinky Winky. And I'm expecting big things out of both of them this year.
12: <laughs> did, they, did they bloom the first year?
2: Yes, they did, but, you know, not not up to snuff. Um, I was a little disappointed, but you know, then again, it was their first season, and they were getting established. So this year I expect them to do quite well. And one of them's in a the container, made it through on the back patio With flying colors, it's already leafing out. Whoa. You know, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Berry white, I didn't get into the ground, and and, uh, it's it's already putting out new growth.
12: Wow. Yeah, I've pretty much stuck with the ones. There was four of them, they said, would leaf early and had sturdier stems. So Mm -hmm. what's really irritating is when you plant limelight one year, and then the next year they come out with limelight fab.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
5: (laughs)
12: Yeah. That I, really surprised yeah. you. Oh, there's yeah. there's
2: a quick fire, and then there's little quick fire.
5: Right.
2: You know they, they do. They just keep producing more and more new varieties, and that's that's an opportunity. I always look at it as an opportunity to take the old one out and try the new one.
12: I just hate to pull the old one. I hear you. I, I, I did pull the Annabelle. <coughs> well, I had two of them, and they they flopped a lot. Yeah. And one of them is more in the shade. I kept that one, but the other one was kind of like more of a nuisance where it was anyway so I pulled that one out but that one was really in a hot sun and it did it did survive yeah it did well anyway
2: yeah normally I would expect Annabelle not to do well in full sun but you must have given it plenty of water
12: I well I had to it was looking real sad
2: (laughs) yeah they do when they get dry I
12: didn't give as much water (laughs) later years but I kind of you know um I'm kind of gotten away from Annabelle just because of the flopping.
2: Sure, sure. yeah, my My grandfather always said that when you plant a hydrangea, you just have to run a hose out there and, and have it trickle constantly.
12: I think so So I keep I'll have six in my yard, and one of them's an Annabelle by the time I'm done this year, so I'll be watching those like a hawk.
2: Well, I bought a little dwarf Annabelle. Uh, last year, and put it in. It's only supposed to get a couple of feet tall, so hopefully, it's a little stronger and doesn't flop as bad.
12: Oh, I've never even heard of that.
2: Otherwise, it's going in the trash too.
12: Wow, I guess you guys are a little bit more hard, well, hard-hearted than I am. <laughs> 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 I hate to do that.
2: I hear you. I normally I have a three strikes rule. I'll put them in. I'll I'll plant them in three spots. You know, move them from one to another to another. Uh, until they do well and if they don't do well in the third spot then it's you know you're out of here
12: i i believe that uh, my one that i got on the um online and that thing and it was little quick fire that never bloomed and end up costing me with the shipping charges 94 dollars oh dear. yeah that was crazy i mean it came it looked beautiful but it never bloomed i said okay let me let me transfer this over to this other area and then I put a new quick fire in there a couple of two three weeks back mm-hmm. uh, we'll see I okay. hope that one blooms but I don't know
1: well quick
2: fire is a really good one I That's hear what
12: I understood so yeah. I'm hoping this one does better maybe the one I transferred won't like that area again and maybe I'll be up to doing just what you said yanking it out
2: life's too short to be too nice to these things
12: yeah I there's mean, so I've
2: many other things to try
12: Yeah, I mean, I'm too old to be waiting for something to bloom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to feel that, too. I get them in the
12: five-gallon bucket. and No, I'm not waiting for this to bloom for three years, hoping. No, I'm not doing that.
2: Right. All right, well, thank you for your call today, Pat.
12: Thank you. I'm so glad you guys are still on the
2: air. We are, too. We really enjoy
1: it. You have a great weekend. You, too. And we are still on the air here. Um, We're going to be right back after... Messages coming your way, and uh, we're going to get more phone calls, and you arrange to have that happen. And you want to dial 303-477-2473. And the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise guys will be back pretty soon right here on Legends 810.